If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sif Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, it's two guys, a Earl, in a podcast place. It's Sif Pop. I don't get that right. You're the Earl, Andrew, because you got the mustache. See? Uh. It was better than calling you a girl. Uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm picking up what you're putting down now. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Each week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And joining us from Geek.0, it's Sean. Hola. Golf clap! <laughs> How you doing, Sean? Appreciate the love. How's life been? Good, good. Busy, yeah. busy. Yeah, rethink oh, is doing good, a lot though. of stuff. So absolutely, that's a wonderful thing. I wanted to mention also, uh, you got a, a gift when you came in, oh, Andrew, and it made me happy. <laughs> Tell it, us about it. So, um, it was a uh, Danae's mother, right? Who got that for me? I you? think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Danae got... is on one of the other podcasts. Well, actually, all the other podcasts on yeah. the podcast network. She so. was here last week on this. That's one. true, and she's been on Sif Pop before many times. Yes. Um, I got a little hand towel, and it says, "You had me at Ahoy," and That's so it, good. It made my day. I had the biggest <laughs> smile on my face. I absolutely adore it. I'm gonna go to bed with it every single night and hold it like a teddy. <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing when you feel like that. Like somebody must have like designed that for me. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's like too I, who personal. Else, I yeah, exactly. It's like how else would they have known? It's a movie reference <laughs> along with my catchphrase. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty incredible. I loved it. Well, I'm glad you like it. Uh, I'm ready to get into this. We've got a, a fun show uh, for you guys today. Of course, we've got. Buried treasure at the end. We're going to go on a sift quest that I'm excited about. We're going to review two movies, uh, both Logan Lucky and uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard. So we're going to go ahead and review them both. I will say, originally we were going to do a best ever challenge for Ryan Reynolds. We are not doing that in the podcast, but we did go ahead and record it for the pre-show, the patron-only pre-show. So if you support the podcast, 
uh, you and starts at like three bucks a month. You have your own feed where uh, all the bonus episodes, all that stuff comes straight to your podcast player. Uh, once you support in those bonus episodes are in there. So if you want to hear our Ryan Reynolds best ever challenge, uh, we'd love to have your support. So thank you for doing that. So we're going to review those two movies. But first, Andrew likes to give us some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world, and I pick some topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. This week is Do We Care About Disney, pretty much. That's what it is. (laughs) Number one, in 2019, Disney will not be renewing their deal with Netflix to stream their content on the service. Instead, they will have their own streaming app. Marvel and Star Wars are still in negotiation, and it is expected that Netflix originals like The Defenders are expected to stay with Netflix. Whew. Did it all in one breath. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely care. Uh, Not necessarily as much about this in particular deal as the whole idea of the continued separation of streaming services. Too many apps. Yeah, it's just... Fragmentation. Fragmentation is... and, And nobody... The greed is is overwhelming the practicality of this stuff for the consumer. Yeah. It's obviously these companies understand that they're going to make money if they have their own service for themselves. What they don't realize is by fragmenting the consumer base, they're poisoning the pool. That the overall eight dollars a month adds up if you keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, and exactly. This is something that uh, we talked about um, in Geek Point a long time ago, um, and before that, we had been talking about how. We had cut the cord in our house yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, so did we. Because I got so fed up with feeding the cable companies for the four channels I watched. Yeah, for a and buffet where you only eat three things. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I was cautioned, though, that we should be careful what we wish for when we want to break things, things up. Because I was always like, there's certain things I'm willing to just pay for individually. Yeah, a la carte. Right. But now we're starting to live in an a la carte society, and, and we're seeing more and more of these services now. Chew TV, HBO, Showtime. Now Disney is getting into the action, splitting off and offering their services independently. CBS Interactive is going to be doing a new service in 2018 mm-hmm. that's solely for streaming their content. So what we're looking at is complete fragmentation of this market where you're going to be paying for all that content a la carte. And Andrew's right. When I take my $170 ridiculous bill for thousands of channels I don't watch from the cable company – but then I start adding up my eleven ninety nine from Netflix, my eleven dollars for Hulu, my twenty 14, bucks for HBO, my fourteen ninety nine for HBO. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody pays twenty bucks. And then, but like you add them up, like you know. And now Disney, who knows what they're going to charge? Yeah. So it does add up real quick. And now you're paying comparatively, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's a double edged sword. It's one of those "be careful what you wish for" situations. So I agree one hundred percent. Well, I always wished for a la carte. I'm in the same ex- exact boat as you, and it is the reason I cut the cord a long time ago. Um, the thing, and I said this right from the beginning, as soon as the services started come out, coming out, that they were priced too high. Uh, and I really think there's a missed opportunity here with volume and a lower price. If somebody can come out and go, you know what? We can do, uh, if an aggregator, this is one one way, an aggregator can come out and go, okay, here's one app to rule them all, right. $50 every month, and you've got, you know, HBO, Netflix, you know, it's all aggregated there, Disney, you know, all of it. Uh, I think that price point, somewhere around that 40 50 bucks a month for everything, people will jump on board for that, you know, for video. I mean, you already see people paying, you know, $150 or whatever for, you know, cable or satellite service because they want everything. So I really think that's possible. The other thing is, it really sh- that three dollars a month range is where like these services should be. 
Like, I just feel like the $10 a month is crazy. There was a, you know, I'm a big poker fan. So they came out with their own, you know, Poker Go oh, app where you gotcha. can watch all, you know, the poker, that kind of stuff. But it's 10 bucks a month. And I'm just going, like, I can't, I can't, $10 a month is, you know, may not seem like much, but when you have 20 things at $10 a month, you know, yeah. right. that's $200 a month. Might as well just go back to the cable company. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, then, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, number two. Yeah, do it. Uh, this is we only have two this week, by the way. Uh, Disney announced that they will be making a standalone Obi Wan Kenobi film. Yeah, Stephen Daldry is in negotiations right now to direct. He yeah. did the Reader and a it's plethora a, of other. Oscar well, it's an interesting films. director choice yeah. for sure, and he, it's interesting to look at that and go, okay, okay. It looks like they're maybe thinking about like a serious drama kind. I mean, that's what he's done before. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm on board. Like I, I yeah. always say this. I, I, I refuse to judge a movie before I've actually seen it. So like, bring it to me. Let me see it. And I love Star Wars. I love the yeah. universe. I love Obi Wan. Sign you and McGregor. Please get you and McGregor <laughs> yeah. back. If, if you don't sign you and McGregor, then well, we may have some don't, issues. Don't but- bother. <laughs> Um, Unless you can revive Alec Guinness, you have well, to get Ewan McGregor. And that's and what's funny. What's funny about this, and I, and this is what we do in pop culture, right? We rush to have judgments about things that we know nothing about. We exactly. know nothing about this Obi Wan movie yet, except for they're possibly in talks with this director. Yeah, uh, certainly not enough to hate it or love it. You know, I think everything you do is you have you have to kind of approach it with you know just kind of trepidation and just kind of you know that kind of thing. But it's really interesting that we hate the prequels so much, but we we really want Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan when he was in the prequels as Obi Wan. He was Isn't like an interesting thing. He to was you? like the one good thing I'm about the prequels. I agree. I totally agree. But that's well. I, but see, the problem with the prequels, I don't think, was the performances. Oh, overall. I mean, aside Christian from Hayden, I was going to yeah. say aside from Vader, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought Liam, ne- I thought Liam Neeson. Right. As Qui Gon was fine, you know. I thought, uh, you know, Obi Wan was, yeah, was fine. Darth Maul was really cool. See, Darth Maul is you know, that's back. why that's why uh, the Phantom Menace is the best of the prequels because well, of those characters. But, yeah, but that's that's the universe. But I thought complaint. Padme was Phant- fine. Like Phant- I, Phantom Menace was great because Darth Maul was such an awesome villain. Yeah, and then they kill him. Fifteen they should, minutes. They, <laughs> should, they should have had. Well, Darth they cut Maul. him in half. They didn't kill him. Yeah, he's technically still alive. Yeah, he's coming back. Okay, so they should have had Maul as the villain throughout. That should have been the uh, the climax is the, the death of thread. the death of Qui Gon, and then that forces you know the hatred between Obi Wan and Darth Maul through the rest of the three films, and then Darth Maul and Sidious can mess with Anakin and make him Vader. I I'm, uh, listen. Overall, I'm excited. I'm excited to see I what they too. do. I'm I'm still excited for the Han Solo movie. I'm like one of the only ones that's like I I'll go. I can't wait to see so, it. So I understand the your the way you feel about things like not judging before you see anything because sure. you're right we we have no idea what they're especially doing. with this obi-wan thing like, um, there's n- i love the fact that disney's greed is <laughs> finally and it is it is pure greed but i love the fact that disney's greed actually is starting to pay dividends for us as viewers yeah because they bought the star wars franchise and i remember the world going nuts when disney bought star wars and people were like oh my god they're gonna turn it into kids stuff blah 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 but Disney has a vested interest in making tons and tons of money. Sure. And they want to make sure they get things as as right as possible for mm-hmm. fans so that they can continue to have these massive audiences for these movies. And while I the more things I read about the the issues on the set of Han Solo and things like that, I get more cautious. I'm still going to go see it because I want to see what they've done with the character. Yeah. And some people I truly enjoy are in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So 
I do want to see what they're going to do with a more serious look at, you know, Obi-Wan and seeing some of these other characters fleshed out. I think there's opportunity for some awesome stuff there for content. Yeah. So I'm no, on I board agree. too. Do you, do you, are you like scared, Andrew? Like, I mean, how do you feel about it? Whenever it comes to Disney, I, I, you, you nail it on the head with their greed in that they are becoming a entertainment monopoly at this point. It almost feels like it. And uh, But at the same time, whenever I look at their content, I'm you not always, but there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be impressed by it. Right. And whenever they took over Star Wars, I was concerned. But then, you know, Force Awakens was really good. And then Rogue One was one of the darkest Star Wars movies sure. ever. So, so good. whenever I saw that, I'm like, okay, they're not afraid to go that route. And they can make that kind of movie. So they're not going to be making the happy, jolly, good kid film Star Wars. They're going to make it for everybody. I keep using the word stewards with them. You know, a steward is somebody who takes care of something. You know, the steward, like if you think of like, you know, olden times, the steward took care of the the property for the king when they were away. You know, those kind of things. They are stewarding these properties really well, I feel like. I feel like they understand and are honoring uh, the fan bases of these things that they've bought, whether it be Pixar or, you know, uh, Marvel or Star Wars. Like, I feel like they do a good job at really honoring it in a way uh in uh, yes they want to make money i mean that's the f- the f- you, you know what you're talking about sean is the free market system you know that's yeah. that's why it happens but um so yeah they, they are greedy and they want to make money but I, I really feel like they're doing it in a cautious yet um yet at the same time you know they're they're stretching themselves with some of it too so are they stretching themselves i think they have the money to back up i don't think that they're stretching themselves yeah that way I think Disney has more money than a lot of countries, and that's not a joke. That is a no, literal that's, fact. That's true. Disney has more money than countries. I, I think you're right. I think they are being so far fantastic stewards of. I feel like of, they are. Yeah. You know, what I mean the properties that they have in their hands, um, and it'll be interesting to see where they go from with it from here. But I am excited about the idea of an Obi Wan movie. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Right there with you. That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the hitman's bodyguard. This is Michael Bryce. I'm an executive protection agent. I've extracted my client. Cleanup is required. You might want to call the bomb squad. Make it the fire department. Is that my call? I'm afraid so. Have a seat. It's been a long day. The hitman's bodyguard. The world's top protection agent is called upon to guard the life of his mortal enemy. One of the world's most notorious hitmen stars Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, uh, Gary Oldman in there as well as the main villain. Uh, comedy, pretty much a straight, like an action comedy, probably. Uh, so let's start here. Did you like it? Love it? Was okay? Dislike it or hate it? Sean, why don't you start us off? I liked it. You liked it. Sounds like the lower end of liked it the way you said that. Yeah, I mean it was <laughs> it was fun. It was it was what I expected of a like it, I expected the opposite of a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So this frenemy, uh, you know, pinned against each other, but still pitted against each other. Excuse yeah. me, but still having to work together um, through adversarial times. I thought the comedy, honestly, the the things I loved. Uh, the three things that held it together were the chemistry between uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, um, the comedy, the writing was well done. You know, there was great yeah. moments, um, and then some of the characters throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, the parts that failed it were the action scenes, the length or number of action scenes, and the weak special effects. Well, Sean just did the whole review. Yeah, I was about we to don't say, even know, so, Andrew. We don't even need well, to. No, no, we just no, no. There's so much to talk all about. the positives no, and all no, the negatives. No, no, yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. What'd you think? I liked it. 
Yeah, uh, I'm in the liked it category as well. Probably, probably in the center of the liked yeah, it category. Right there. Um, not not leaning towards loved it. Not leaning towards it was just okay. Just I liked it. Um, yeah. And and I think you're right, Sean. I think, and we'll start here with some of the pros. I think a lot of that has to do with the writing in this movie. I think it's really funny, and I it's it reminded me so much that we're so used to seeing comedies, uh, you know, use either raunch or physical humor to make people laugh. You know, like. A lot of the PG-13 comedies, you think of like Kevin James, those kind of things, uh, Melissa McCarthy sometimes, you know, it's a lot of the fall down, go boom kind of humor. Mm-hmm. And you think of a lot of the rated R comedies and it's like, oh, that's so disgusting. I can't believe Bodily you went there kind of like humor. Yeah. And this movie reminded me that you can actually be clever with your humor and just be funny with the way that you write things and present things. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to doesn't have to be something kind of lowest common denominator. There were couple comedic themes lying in this movie what was your favorite because i specifically have one i was wondering if you did comedic themes i'm not yeah. sure i know what you you mean when so you say like that. there are a couple things they playing the two off of each other mm-hmm. there was the comedy of ryan reynolds ineptitude uh at you know what i mean mm-hmm. and failure to handle failure um but my favorite like comedic theme was ryan reynolds was supposed to be the guy right mm-hmm. he's well composed everything is neat and orderly and Yet his life is a wreck. And Sam Jackson is a straight-up murderer. But he's the one who had more emotional insight and understanding of people and relationships and connecting and society as a whole than Ryan Reynolds did. And I love that that angle on it because Sam Jackson is not the person you typically look to for any form of advice in anything other than maybe how to kill someone. And yet he was super insightful through all of it. Well, yeah, and they played off While throwing an MF on top of it while he's doing it. (laughs) The, while uh, the yeah they were they were very much uh, on opposing ends of like the organizational spectrum like you know Ryan Reynolds was very organized and you know Sam Jackson was just like live in the moment do chaos. you know chaos I, and that's intentional I think it works yeah. you know, very well for the movie Andrew what do you think I think it's you said that the comedy was the best thing that worked for you for me it's the chemistry between Reynolds yeah it's and a huge Jackson. part of it it is almost perfect these guys play off of each other. So well, and honestly, I haven't liked Sam Jackson in a role this much in a while. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow. Oh, this is Sam Jackson I love. Yeah, he nailed it. I thought that I was going to come out of this thinking, oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds is going to be the best part. No, it's Sam Jackson. He steals this movie comedy-wise from Ryan Reynolds. Now, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I I think Ryan Reynolds is funnier than Sam Jackson in this movie. I don't. But I hadn't seen Sam Jackson this good in a long time. And I think the bigger point that you're absolutely right about is they're so good together. They play off of each other so well. Now, there is a con to that as well for me. Okay. Because I don't think that that chemistry between them develops or changes in any way. You don't think so? There are parts of this movie that I think are really interesting, sort of. There's a part where they have a conversation, this isn't really spoilerish, where of which of them is the good guy and which of them is the bad guy. Yeah. Whenever they talked about that, I'm like, okay, now this part is interesting because yeah. they're actually having a conversation I honestly would never have thought that they would have had. Right. But I think that, you know, them yelling at each other, I think that they didn't change their perspective on each other really wow i totally disagree i'm gonna say i'm on a whole other that theme you're talking about about where they have that conversation is threaded through the entire movie in in reynolds character especially changes from the beginning to the end because of the influence of sam jackson's character on him i think that their characters change i just don't think that they change towards each other okay all right like their characters definitely change 
but like the way that they interact with each other. Maybe it's just from a dialogue perspective okay. because it's just them yelling at each other for two hours. And yeah, that... but by the end, it's them yelling at each other in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I speaking know. of Sam Jackson being so awesome in this movie, there's one scene in this movie where I literally looked over at Aaron because I was like, oh my God, I love Sam Jackson. I love him, love him, love him. Yeah. And there's a scene where a vehicle blows up. And then another vehicle blows up. And it's not giving anything away because lots of stuff blows up. Yeah, lots of stuff blows up. But Sam Jackson, Ryan Reynolds looks like he's about to ball. And Sam Jackson loses it. Like, it's the pinnacle of his day. He's like, this is what I'm talking about. Chaos is fantastic. Just roll with the punches. And he's cracks up for like 15 seconds on screen. And I was loving it. I was like, this is pure joy. It's really fun. It's a really fun comedy. Now, I will say that Ryan Reynolds had the funniest part of this movie. Where he's sitting at a bar complaining. <laughs> that is hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen Ron Reynolds do. While the world is... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. and uh, But uh, I still think overall, I think Sam Jackson was the funnier part of this movie. Yeah, I, that's great. I, you know, I love uh, dissenting opinions. Uh, the good news is that they're they're both really funny. And that's yeah. if you're going to love the movie, it's probably because of how how good they are and how funny this movie is. And they're not the only good uh, performances in the movie. Selma Hayek's great. Selma Hayek is phenomenal. Yeah, she's so good. I did not know that she had those comedy chops. She she is really funny in this. I will say beyond her. Gary Oldman is pretty good. I didn't... I, I didn't... I, I mean, the he's Gary a, Oldman I love. Well, he's a great actor, right? He I is. love Gary Oldman as a villain, and he's so sure, good as a villain. Sure. I, is, I agree, but, and maybe it's that, you know, just kind of like, Gary Oldman's amazing, like he always is, so it's boring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not fair, but... He's not He's, he's not given a lot... I was going to say, for he what he's given room to be. For right. what he's given, though, I think that he delivers. I really do. Yeah, you're probably right. Beyond that, there are some poor performances, though. Once you get to, like, the periphery of, like, the the romantic love interest for Ryan Reynolds, like, I didn't buy her no at chem- all. No chemistry between those. Um, you know, the uh, the more of, like, the like the cops and the judges and those kind of things are just like, eh, you know, they're but, uh, they're paper cutouts. Yeah. 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 Which again is okay for a movie like this. It's yeah. not the end of the world. You're not supposed to care about those people. Right. Do anybody have any more pros before we want to hit the cons? Nope. I'm good. I think, uh, I think Sean, you mentioned the same cons that, that I have. A lot of it has to do with the action. Shake uh, it cam and quick cuts. Um, and it's just, and there's just too much of it. Yeah. And you like, and it goes on too long. Like, when you're yeah. in it, it goes on too There are a couple moments. I will say there are a couple moments where I was like, oh, that's cool. But there's mm-hmm. just just too few and far between. And it just keeps going and going and going. It becomes pretty tedious. Yeah, totally agree. I As we were walking out, I told Aaron, I said, I a few gotchas before the end, I was ready for them to resolve. You know, let's be done. And then they kept going with, wait, there's still more bad guys. and And I'm like, Oh, come on. So that I was like, at that point, I, I was done with what I wanted them to bring everything to a close. I Maybe just drug it out. when I was talking about the chemistry between uh, the Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, maybe it just took too long. Yeah. And it was spread out over like, I would, maybe it just got like, OK, I, I get it. This is what these characters are trying to do. Maybe that's more where I'm leaning towards it. It took too long for that character development to happen between them possibly yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what it was kind of that that put you off but um and but, also the intricacies of the plot i don't think were that developed like what, it was very simple uh, and the simple fact that it wasn't presented why they needed sam jackson until the very end we didn't understand his importance like we know we need to, to do something with him but until like his thing was sh- like his you know plot 
you know, was shown. Yeah. Like, so are you saying times. are you saying not knowing that information means you're less invested in like the the goal of the movie, like getting yeah, him there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I didn't feel that, but I think that's fair. Like, uh, I know they need to. I just don't know why. I kind of liked getting that information at the end. I thought it was powerful. But you're right. If you don't have at least some of the information, it does kind of hinder the. Yeah. The, the, like the investment, yeah. like your emotional yeah. investment in what's going on. It, for sure. It almost made Sam Jackson a MacGuffin because I can like, see that you need to do him because reasons for movie. But <laughs> I, if I, you don't tell me why, then the whole rest of that movie is just, you know, I, I hope we do it and we'll find out why. But don't you on. think it was, I mean, once they did tell you why, don't you think it made it sense? Was, the payoff was there. I just would have, right. I think if I would have known beforehand, I understand, uh, where you're going or why you feel that way and what you're feeling. But I almost feel like when you find out what he had or the reason why he was important was so much more impactful because the whole time we were going, man, why is this right. guy worth this much trouble? And that's and the balance when, you have to find. And when they do, I mean, I'm like, Oh wow. Holy crap. You Be- know, because if I think if you don't have that knowledge, it's two guys yelling at each other for two hours for no reason other than, other than they to be don't, funny, to be funny. Yeah. I need reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it tried to give you reasons in their relationship. Like, opposed to his relationship to the end goal, it tried to give you reasons in the Reynolds-Jackson relationship that would keep you invested in, you know, kind of their relationship together. Yeah. But you're right. I think think there could have been a a better balance of uh, what you're talking about there. Um, Any other cons before we do one more thing? My one more thing is a con. I guess I could start with mine. Uh, My one more thing, uh, I I can't believe that these were 2017 visual effects. Like, (laughs) some of the effects in this movie were awful. There's a falling effect in this movie. There's a diehard bad falling effect in this (laughs) movie. There's a falling effect in this movie that I'm like, how, what year is it? Like, like Hitchcock, you know, 70 years ago or whatever was doing falling scenes better than this. Like, the falling scene, I... I understand what There's you're saying. There's helicopter scenes. But because there had been so many up to that point, I was used to and expecting The bad it. effects, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But in the very beginning of the movie, the very first visual effect you see, where it looks like they brought some kid in from the lunchroom and they're like, look, <laughs> we are running behind. We need you to post this explosion and have a thing bounce behind somebody. Yeah. And I swear to God, it reminded me of really bad uh, super uh, superimposed stuff from Sesame Street. Right. Right? And I was like... I can't believe they just left that in there like that. Like it's really weird. I don't. I don't but understand. But it's almost like they were like, but the focus isn't on the special effects; it's on the humor. People will forgive it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I noticed that very well, clearly. And the sad part is, we've already talked about how there's too much action and it's tedious anyway. Like that's, they could have taken a lot of that stuff out. They didn't have to have those effects in right. there. That's this, my one last thing. This movie is a half hour too long. It could have just exactly been simplified what I said when we left. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was 30 minutes too long for me half hour too long yeah and that's and that's and again if you cut out those special effects that action if you make it a little more intimate you know and don't have to worry about crazy you know 10 minute fight scenes then it's a whole different movie and i think a much better movie there's a few action scenes uh or moments during action scenes though that i did truly love yeah me too i mentioned that really fit the characters yeah for sure so and i'm like that was great resolution and that was how that should have gone down but you're right the, as a whole but it could have lasted two minutes not ten exactly you know? exactly so yeah did you have one more thing sean that you no, wanted to mention no, no, that was it. okay so i will say this one thing that i absolutely do adore about the movie and it's pretty minute 
By the way, I have to say this before you, before you say this. We're getting called in in the chat on giving I saw spoilers Andrew because with the spoilers because you mentioned helicopters. And anytime we oh, mention helicopters, yeah, helicopters. on Sif it's yeah. a spoiler. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. Uh, you call. know you're not supposed to talk about helicopters. <laughs> yeah, um, there were helicopters. Spoiler. So, the poster for this movie is so good. I don't know if you ever saw Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, Houston, the bodyguard. Oh yeah. It's the exact oh, yeah, same poster is, yeah, that is with Ryan Reynolds holding Sam Jackson like Kevin Costner That's was funny, holding. and it's so funny. And I think even the trailers for the uh, even had the had "and this, I will always it, love it, you" it in the background. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it knew what kind of movie it was going to be, and I thought I I adored that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think overall it's a recommend for me. Even though I didn't love it, love it. I see. I still think there's a lot of really funny yeah. stuff there. At it's least on video seeing. or something. You yeah. know, check yeah. it out. Oh yeah, maybe those effects will look better on a smaller screen. <laughs> usually, it. usually you go to the big screen to see the effects. Maybe we need to put these on your phone. <laughs> yeah, see how they look on there. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, let's chat about Logan Lucky. Jimmy, I'm just gonna say it. I gotta let you go. You were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. One-armed bartender. <laughs> you need to show a little respect. Logan Lucky, West Virginia family man Jimmy Logan, teams up with his one-armed brother Clyde and sister Melly to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. Sean is already laughing. <laughs> one hand, not one arm. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's the premise alone, like, I'm picturing the guy who walked in and was, like, pitching this. Yeah. Oh, he was so Steven. <laughs> So, yeah, so let's talk about this. Steven Soderbergh directed this after retiring Which uh, is crazy. four years ago, so made it four years through that retirement, and even yeah. then he was making the TV show The Nick and doing some other things, but uh, yeah. but he's back with Logan Lucky, and Andrew and I had a chance to see it. Sean has not. Obviously, we don't spoil things here anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll talk about it without spoiling it for Andrew, in, or for Sean, and Sean, if you have anything you want to know about the movie or questions or whatever, you, you get to be the one who... Fair you enough. know, has the the question. So, but let's talk about it. Andrew, did you like it? Love it? It was just okay. Dislike it or hated it? I really liked it. Close to loved it? No, but a strong really liked it. I loved it. You loved maybe, it? <laughs> maybe just on the lower side of loved it, but I loved There's it. Some con- I had so much fun. There are some cons that are keeping me from loving it. I had one con, but it wasn't nearly enough to keep me from saying I, I loved it. a big con. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, across the board, phenomenal acting. There is not a single bad performance in this movie. Yeah, now that you mention, I didn't think of it that way, like to find the bad performance. But you're right. It is. I mean, Daniel Craig doing a role I never thought I would have seen him in. <laughs> Did you see? I just saw this today when I was like looking up the description, that kind of stuff for the podcast. Mm-hmm. There was a poster for Logan Lucky somewhere, and it had like all the cast, you know. And yeah. at the end, it says, "In introducing Daniel New Craig." Craig. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Well, I you, thought that was great. You don't see trailers, but when I saw the trailer at first, I was like, uh, "Another." When they started the trailer, yeah. I was like, "Not another Joe Dirt, right?" Only yeah. with Channing Tatum and. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden that I could saw be who, further from the case. And yeah. when I saw who was in prison, I, I instantly, and then he opened his mouth and I heard James Bond. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
in talk car, that way, sir. I was like, I am incarcerated. <laughs> I was like, I have to see this movie. He looks so fantastic. Like everything in it made me just have this burning desire to see this movie. Well, let's 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 land there for a second because I think it's a positive of the movie. You're dealing with West Virginia. You're dealing with that down home, deep South kind of stuff, right? And they're in anybody else's hands. There could be a tendency here, and we live in the Ozarks, so there's you know a little yeah. bit of that around us, even though we're in a more m- m- metropolitan area uh but around us there could be a tendency in other hands for it to feel patronizing yes for it to feel like it looks down and he like it is so honorable like it really is interesting how it at the same time captures the uh you know the quirkiness and that kind of thing of that culture and also honors you know the the things that could be honored in that call i found it really fascinating how well he walked that balance. Yeah, that's cool. Don't this, you think? Um, I think that this movie does Ocean's Eleven better than Ocean's Eleven. Okay, in, so let's go there. And, and what are you talking about specifically? I love how in this movie, the heist, because it it's a heist movie. Everybody yeah. knows that. The heist is revealed as it's happening. Which happens in Ocean's Eleven as well. But I think that they do it better, but also worse in some aspects. Okay. Because there's parts of the movie where they show everything post-heist, which I would have like, well, I would have liked to have seen that happen. Are you talking about Logan Lucky right now? Or are yeah. you talking about Oceans? Okay, uh, I was just... Lo- Logan Lucky. Okay, yeah. In yeah. Logan Lucky, I'm, I'm, I really wish that I would have seen some of that happen before, where like an East, a few more Easter eggs that would have paid off later instead of showing me a bunch of stuff afterwards. But the... See, that's what I love about it. I love that we discover it after the fact. I think that's that's really brilliant. But my, the thing I love about this more than I love about Ocean's Eleven is that the payoff for the heist didn't cost... The setup for the heist. <laughs> like, whenever you watch Ocean's Eleven, you're like, well, you spent so much <laughs> setting up for the heist that you might as well have just not stolen anything. This one is so, like you said, it's so Southern, yeah. but it, good Southern, that you're like, that is smart. Yeah. That's really smart So clever. And so intelligent. Smart yeah. and cheap. And I, that's why I think they did... Ocean's better than Ocean's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I think Ocean's Eleven is... Amazing. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's a better movie than Oceans. I'm saying that the actual the heist, heist is actually is, better. Heist is better. I'd be willing to go with as good. Um, it is. And here's the other thing about the heist. It's it, okay. I'm I don't, don't think this is spoiling anything to say. It reveals itself in almost three sections. Yes. And then there's also a middle section. It's also an escape movie at some point too. <laughs> so it's a heist. Like it's just like the intelligence it took to craft this. Like mm-hmm. progression of plan is just ah, it's so genius. Yeah, I I loved the heist in this movie, and that's the thing. Like, why aren't there more heist movies that do it this well? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, so it almost sounds like what you're saying is that um, what they did was they created and crafted an exceptionally well done like heist mm-hmm. and storyline with strong characters, and then what they did was they just painted on the slapstick side of it with the with this West Virginia setting and things like that. So it gave it all this minute absurdness without being a caricature. Right. And that is really cool concept. That makes me want to see it even more now. Now, we haven't mentioned that we've kind of tiptoed around this. This movie is funny. Yeah. This movie is laugh out beyond. Loud funny. I haven't heard Aaron laugh this much in a movie in a long time. I haven't. I haven't laughed this much in a movie in a long time. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Because I, I want to take my wife to, to go see it. And she's one of those who wants to see a trailer before she decides if she goes mm-hmm. to a movie with me. 
And that's because she's particular about the movie she wants to see. Sure. And I've roped her into a few and she's buying, you brought me to this. And I'm like, <laughs> just bear with me, babe. Is this a movie where the humor, um, the, is it stupid humor or is it intelligent humor? Oh, is, I, there, is there dumb and dumb humor in it? Or dumb and yes. dumber humor in it? Yes. yes. Okay. But there's also uh, is like, that the predominating humor? Or but is even it, the dumb, even the dumb and dumber humor is intelligent. Yes. like it's okay. it's it, it is very smart and Good. very funny. Um, it's very smart, silly humor. Okay. Uh, like I'm trying I, to make the decision as to whether I take Missy or I go by myself. I, let me just say, so. let me just say, not not a spoiler. Um, there is a Game of Thrones. I was about to say the Game of Thrones things is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's just and and here's the other thing about the humor that I will say is <laughs> he does the risky thing where he lives in a joke for ninety seconds to two minutes. Like he will live in the progression of a joke. Like the Game of Thrones is a good example. Mm-hmm. And it, that's risky to do because if it falls flat, right. then you've just wasted two minutes of your movie. But I was laughing out loud for the entire two minutes, every new line. So I, it is it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Like, okay. it is really, really funny. So, yeah, I think the humor is certainly worth mentioning. The way There's that stuff pays off is incredible. Two things I heard Aaron laugh at in this movie where I thought he was about to cry. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> the Game of Thrones things. And then there's two characters who have to decide whether or not they want to do the heist. Okay. Oh my goodness, that decision process is the best. That it's... was the best ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I thought Aaron was going to choke on his food. He was <laughs> laughing so hard. Yeah. But uh, and, like... and my wife was laughing at all. Yeah. Okay. So it's very like the humor I think is is very uh will appeal to most people. I want to uh, see it's just, this movie it's just again. naturally funny. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the the good character work. There's just really great character work here. Uh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver. Adam Driver was the standout for me. <laughs> really uh, blows my mind. I, I keep seeing him as Kylo Ren because I've only seen him in a couple small things before. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I saw the trailer, the chemistry between him and Channing, yeah. oh, it's good. I was like, oh my God, these two are going to be fantastic together. Yeah. So now, I, I, I want to see the. He was really good, Adam Driver, but I still think that Daniel Craig, this is a movie. His, it's his movie. It, I get that because I think there's more impact with seeing that person do that role. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I think the driver performance is better and probably more likely to actually garner like awards buzz. I think you'll see driver's oh, yeah. name come up for this movie for awards. Um, I could be way off on that. I don't know. But I just, man, I just thought it was so beautiful and even a bit nuanced, and yet at the same time, really funny. And a lot of the characters in this movie are very loud and bombastic. While he is very subtle, mm-hmm. but he's still just as funny. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, t- totally. I totally see where you're coming from. That. That's. I mean, uh, you had the big con. You said big you want to go ahead and go there. Or do you have any more say, pros that you want to do? I'm good with pros. I'm good with pros. Okay, me too. There are characters and story arcs in this film that are completely unnecessary, and it makes the movie way longer than it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, these are characters... Like, if you cut them out of this movie, in story arcs, you cut them out of this movie, the, the movie does not change. I think we have the exact same con. And uh, and I think you hated it a little more than I did. But for me, it's it's everything in that last 30 minutes. Yes. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a real interesting choice to emphasize even more than... I, like, I was really surprised how much they emphasized this storyline in the last... 30 minutes and I think it's supposed to be for a final payoff kind of thing but I think you could have gotten that with much less so, okay, so I, I totally agree with that there's a NASCAR storyline mm-hmm. like for characters like that are in the NASCAR 
that I completely unnecessary. There's, I'll just call it. Well, the, I kind of like that. I mean, that was just a little flavor. It wasn't necessarily yeah. necessary for there's the plot. There's a tetanus but. character, which is completely <laughs> unnecessary. I'm trying. To I be, disagree with that. Really? I disagree with that. I totally. don't see any purpose to that at all. If you oh, it's cut, character building for Channing Tatum's character. But I don't think we needed that. I think I, that the characters that you had helped. around him, besides you have Adam Driver, his sister, his ex-wife. You have all those characters that you know completely help feed the character of Channing Tatum. If yeah, but none cut, of those feed it in the way that that character did. I don't think. I don't think that. Uh, I think I, it I helped. Find, I find it was on. I found it completely okay. unnecessary. I think if you cut that out and you cut out that NASCAR stuff and you cut out a good chunk of the ending in this movie, you have a near perfect movie. Yeah, um, I, I especially agree about the ending stuff, and maybe that's why it didn't bother me as much because that was really the only part of it that bothered that bothered me at all yeah. was the focus at the. Uh, on There's that a million kind of dollar baby stuff. aspect of this movie that I think could have been cut completely. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is not a spoiler. Uh, that is just an interesting way to phrase it. Yeah, like I said, um, I find interesting ways to talk about things without spoiling them. Um, so yeah, in spoilers, I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah, okay, I, I do definitely want to talk about that because uh, because it is an interesting choice that he made with that. Having said that, the first ninety minutes of this movie, for me, you said there were a couple other things you thought could be cut out. Yeah, I think the first ninety minutes of this movie is a perfect movie. Like I, I think it's. It's absolutely like I never had the urge to look at my watch once. I was in no, it. Yeah. I was loving these characters. I was laughing so much. My brain was engaged with like the high stuff and the intel. Like every part of my movie watching ability <laughs> that I love was engaged, yeah. you know, for that first 90 minutes. And it was only that in that half, last, last half, half hour, hour that I was that parts of my movie watching were disengaged. It's because the movie was in fourth gear throughout that entire first half hour, but then it just slowed down so much and it almost ruined the pacing that they'd set for the beginning half or the beginning three fourths of the movie. And it's the, and Soderbergh has like, he is very deliberate with his pacing anyway. So the, you know, and it's not that that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about like the deliberate way Soderbergh makes movies. Uh, it's, it's actually like, editing decisions and those yeah. kind of things that I think are more what we're talking about. I think I can say this without it being spoilers. If there are not sequels to this movie, the last half hour is pointless. Uh, I would I would kind of disagree. Let's talk about it in, in spoilers. Because yeah. okay. I would kind of disagree with that. I see where you're coming from, but I would kind of disagree with that. Okay. So, uh, definite recommend for me oh, for man. Logan Lund- I Logan can't Luggy. recommend this movie enough. Did you have one more thing before we moved on? Uh, yeah, there, uh, his daughter is so little Miss Sunshine. I thought she was adorable. <laughs> Uh, my one last thing was I love how Soderbergh makes heist experiential and not just, um, you know, uh, it's, it's like you are in the heist with them, not just yeah. watching them do the heist. I love, I, it's like magic how he does that. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible stuff. So very cool. Uh, definitely one we would recommend that you check out. Before we head on to uh, the rest of the show, uh, just a quick stop here to remind you about Patreon. This podcast network is supported through uh, your dollar bills at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Support starts at $3 a month. By the way, August is Give Back Month at Studio DNA. So this podcast and all the other podcasts on the podcast network, every dollar that comes in for this month is going straight back to help. In this case, uh, going to uh, our friend Bryn, who is fighting human trafficking in Cambodia. Uh, He lives in Phnom Penh. He does investigations there. Uh, $3,000 is actually what we're hoping to raise for him. $3,000 would actually help him hire somebody to help him with his investigations for an entire year. 
So you can provide him that help with your gift. Uh, we've seen several people raising their gifts who already give. Uh, $50 seems to be like that one-time gift amount that people like to do. So we have several of our $10 a month givers who are up at 50 for this month. And we have new people coming on board uh, for this month. You can raise your gift this month or come on board this month and then cancel it next month if you just want to give for this one thing. Totally appropriate. We totally understand that. Uh, we just want to help him out as much as possible. So if you would consider a gift of any amount, go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. We're excited to work with him to uh, make a difference in so many of these uh, lives that are being uh, abused and used uh, in this area. So if you want more information, it's patreon.com slash studio DNA. Thank you for your support. So let's do our SIFT quest. Well, uh, every week we're launched on a quest by you uh, to talk about a certain topic, to answer a certain debate, to talk about whatever you want us to. If you want to launch a SIFT quest, uh, you can email us at feedback at siftquest.com or, sorry, feedback at siftpop.com, I should say. Or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter as well. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, today's SIFT quest was launched by Gideon on Twitter. says, can you do a SIFT quest on MoviePass? It's a $10 a month service for unlimited movies, uh, future effects on the industry, viability. would love to hear you talk about it. Thanks, Gideon. We appreciate that. I'm glad we're talking about this. This is actually kind of blowing my mind, and I think it's... It's something, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, the one service to rule them all kind of thing with video. MoviePass, up until just recently, had already existed. They were already doing this, but the buy-in was $50, 50 a month. And if you don't know, it basically means you can go see a movie uh, every day for the rest of your life. Like, you could see 31 movies in a month that had 31 days. Only one day, only one movie a day. But only one movie movie a day. (laughs) So uh, they and, dropped the price to ten dollars a month. So now, well, nine ninety five actually. So for nine ninety five, you can just go see a movie whenever you want. That's insane. And they also pulled some of the restrictions because I used to have it, and they it used to be every twenty four hour period. So say for example, you went to see a movie at six p.m. one day, you couldn't go at three the next day to see oh. a movie. So it was in it was in a rolling twenty four hour period. They removed that restriction completely. It resets at midnight. You know, and so it's each day you can see one. So it doesn't matter what time. So if you want to catch a morning or early show because you've got a free time in, in one day, you see what I'm saying? And then yeah. catch a, a 5 p.m. the next day. That's fine. So they remove some of the restrictions, too. So, I, I mean, it just goes along with along the, with the price made. change. Yeah. So I think what Gideon's talking about is there's been a lot of conversation. He mentioned viability, those kind of things. Uh, it's obviously when I first looked at this, here's my first thought. And I'd love to hear you guys chime in. My first thought was um, that, like, who doesn't take this deal? Like, if you love movies at all and you think, I'll go see, a, if you see a movie a month, you're already make, making out. Like, you know, you're yeah, already saving money, even. at least breaking even. So that's just, I it, it blows my mind. Like, I, I get into movies free because of my job. I'm yeah. still thinking about signing up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if I'm on vacation or, you know, it's just, it's really... Like I, I'm I, thinking about signing up too because yeah, I'm with you. I see movies for free. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing it. Well, so when this announcement was made, uh, just as a trial, I talked to Chris, and for Geek Point we were going to both sign up for the service. So to go to his question about viability, sign up. Um, I think the service has great ambition, and I think there's some potential there. There's still some major problems. So number one, sign up is a pain. 
Um, if you want to submit payment information, they want you to take a picture of your credit card uh, or submit a payment PayPal payment. If you're trying to take a picture of your card, um, the payment page gets stuck constantly. Uh, support says they're working on the problem. The PayPal link doesn't work because they've revised it from the old model where it was charging more. And the PayPal link is still set up on a sandbox. Yeah, but what you're talking testing. about are, t- are like technical issues I that they can but, solve down the line. Like that's not. But as a as a hey, welcome to this new service or or to the new improved service, they re- they present a barrier for entrance for people who are concerned. And what the problem is, a lot of people nowadays they have short attention spans. The moment they try to sign up and they can't. They just give up on a service. Well, those and aren't think, even their worst problems. Their whole website was down for like 48 hours due <laughs> to the, the demand. Yeah. yeah. But so. I wonder about like the long-term viability. How do because, they make money? Uh, yeah. I, like I don't think – That's what everybody's saying. And I'm it's wondering a completely if that's enough. legitimate thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if somebody goes to one movie a month, they're already losing money. Yeah. Like it's just I, – I, I have no idea. If I take my idea. wife and my kids to one movie, yeah. okay, or one movie – and we're paying $10 a ticket, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like seven fifty for the kids, all right? You're looking at, you know, uh, $44, mm-hmm. okay, to get into this movie. So literally, I could sign up, no joke, and that's for one movie. I could sign myself up, my wife, mm-hmm. my, both my kids, we'd be paying $40 a month. Yeah. And we'd still save money on the first movie we went to see. And you could go like you could go. And we see, could go every single day. And to you could see go see movie. the same movie. Like your exactly. kids would be like, "I want to see Guardians 2 again." And you'd be like, "Okay, we already paid our ten bucks a month." Yeah, like yeah. it just blows my mind. So I I don't think it's viable. I don't understand what their business model is. Um, but you don't think it's viable, well, but you're still going to sign up. <laughs> well, yeah, and then when it, it's I not mean, viable as long as it, for them, not you, <laughs> right? Exactly. As long as it works, it works. But then you know, I don't think it's scalable. But I think as far as viability is concerned. Seriously, hop on it and take advantage of it while it lasts. One one mentioned in the chat that I want to clear up. Uh, David says, "Great if the movie theater chain near you participates." Actually, it Every- doesn't work that way. Um, it is actually done with a Mastercard. They put yes. money on a Mastercard for you, so you're actually Sam. paying the theater for the ticket. So the, the theaters don't have to quote unquote participate. Yeah. Uh, there is it, the only way they could not participate is, is if they th- don't take Mastercard. Yeah, that's the only way they yeah. could not participate. So uh, that's actually not an issue because um, that is how it works. So you in there is an issue with geolocation, too, because I think you can only uh, get your money transferred when you're at the theater. Like your phone has to tell them I am here so that you're not getting tickets for other people, those kind of things. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's like I am here at this movie uh, and then it'll transfer it. So you can't it does kind of hinder the ability to get buy movies ahead of time. Because you actually have to be at the theater uh, to buy it, uh, so, so there's a little bit of that, that. You can't use that Mastercard on like Fandango or anything. Then. Correct, correct. You actually have to use it at the theater, and then also uh, there are certain types of movies and screens that are excluded because the price is too high. So it's any ticket up to a certain price, which I think is twelve dollars. So anything that's like 3D or IMAX or those kind of things, uh, they're going to be too high of a price for your deal. So. so you can't put that money towards and then just pay the rest like on your own account? Um no, I don't think they I don't think it works that way. Mm-hmm. I think if if the ticket is more than the like the limit, it won't allow you 
to purchase it. Man, that'd be great if you could use that $12 and just use another $2. Right, right. Oh, I'll go see an IMAX for yeah. two, two bucks. No, I think it grays out those show times because they're too expensive. Okay. So on the app or whatever. So, so like an Alamo Draft House probably just as a, that's a pretty big chain, but you know, it's expensive and $10 probably, a ticket. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. Yeah, mm. that qualifies. And so the only thing it doesn't cover is is what we call your experiential movie uh, theater experiences. So, like Aaron said, 3D, IMAX, um, uh, any like uh, of the special like party presentation movies, like Alamo does, like the party movies. Yeah, the tickets tend to be uh, slightly higher because of all that's involved. Um, and it obviously doesn't cover concessions because that's the only way the movie theater is getting anything out of it. <laughs> well, is, that's almost the only way movie theaters get anything in, out of it anyway. anyway. Yeah. So um, I, I think. As far as viability is concerned, it's a really, really, like, probably one of the best things I've ever seen from a movie-going standpoint. That's Or the first thing that's so focused on the customer, giving them something to aid in that experience. Does it make sense? To cut down on the barrier of going to see a movie. I, I can't, I can't, I, think I can't remember a better deal on anything no, than I've seen than this. I mean, that's awesome. Now, as far as scalability, like, how long is that going to last? I, I don't know. I'm skeptical. So, what if there's something in, in the now. fine print? Like, yeah, whenever you cancel, though, it, it's a $3,000. I think we'd have heard of that by now. But, I mean, you can certainly read the fine print. I know AMC Theaters is suing them, which is really interesting. Uh, they're suing them because they say they're harming their business because they can't sustain this for long. And so they think moviegoers are going to... Um, sour on movies because they signed up for this deal and then they won't be able to have it later or whatever so it's a see, weird loss i'll see how that makes sense i, I don't either because but. they're still making the money i know from- it's a weird lawsuit i don't fully understand it either just, and I may be saying it wrong. I don't know. That's just how I understood it. They're litigious anyway. Uh, yeah. AMC loves to sue people. Uh, just as a side note, uh, since Aaron brought it up and mentioned it, if you're looking to sign up, they completely revamped the website from yesterday to today. So it actually has an entirely new look. So some of those things that I complained about being issues with sign up and things like that yeah. may no longer be. Like a new homepage, new design, new layout. So maybe they fixed their issue and they're ready now for the full brunt of could be I, I really on its face i can't recommend it enough i just can't imagine like you could here's the other thing you could become a movie movie critic like just instantly for 10 bucks a month you could see everything review everything you know kind of be the go-to source for your friends on movies like, i don't want to be too cocky but i think that seeing movies and being able to thoroughly review a movie are two different things i wasn't saying you could be like a quality movie critic i'm just saying <laughs> what i'm saying is it the barrier to entry for being more of a movie lover in a movie that's what i a love cinephile. about it. You yeah can become a, cine- a cinephile yeah exactly um yeah, I just think that barrier to entry is, is so lowered at that point. I mean, for the same price as Netflix, you can go yeah. see a movie every day? How ridiculous is that? It's mind-blowing. I'm it's mind-blowing. I'm, I, I'm really curious to see how long it lasts. Yeah. You know, how long they're able to do that. And if they had a lifetime is guarantee a, on it, I'd do it, it in a is heartbeat. It, is it a flat rate where they can't up your monthly charge? Oh, sh- no. I'm sure at any point services are allowed to, you know, unless stated otherwise, so... Yeah. That's why I said if there was a lifetime option. I mean, yeah, I'm <laughs> saying if there's a if it's like a 12 month guarantee on like that rate, you know. I I doubt it. Oh, man. It'll be interesting. The, yeah, Just, the I, moment... I would say sign up, use it for as, you know, as long as you can and Yeah. Go see everything. All right. The things I know, I say yes. The things I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just yeah, for 10 bucks a month. How can you beat it? 
You guys ready to do some buried treasure? Let's do it. All right. Yes. You want to start off? Sure, I can kick it off. Um, I'm actually just going to mention it. This is buried treasure. It's a TV show that not a lot of people watch, uh, but it's getting ready to start its fourth season this weekend. Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, if you do not watch Halt and Catch Fire, it is so good. Magic. First season is um, good. Second season is great. Third season is spectacular. It just keeps getting better and better. Uh, it's a, kind of about the turn. Of, well, it's actually taken place over quite a bit of time, but it's about how technology kind of was in uh, computer technology specifically, kind of how that Silicon Valley kind of thing happened. So um, it's pretty great stuff. I love it. I'm trying to see if it's on Hulu or Netflix or anything. It's AMC, it's AMC right? So I'm not sure yeah. where their shows end up, but uh, it's, it's on AMC. I will add it to one of my lists if I can find it anywhere. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. Halt so and good. Catch Fire. What do you got, Sean? I'm apparently a recluse because there's been a show on television for apparently three years that I've not been watching and I'm addicted now. Okay. Um, it's called Adam uh, Ruins Everything. Adam Ruins Everything, yeah. And... Uh, so I saw a promo for it because True TV is like really heavily promoting uh, it now. And uh, so I went online and I watched a snippet. Um, True TV is doing this great thing. Uh, obviously, uh, you have to have a cable subscription to watch True TV stuff. They're selling the episodes available on YouTube for $2 each. But what they do is every episode, they have like a two-minute snippet. And it's very well done. It's not like they just cut into a random part. You know, it's very well mm-hmm. Uh, put together so that you can see a complete thought of it and representing each of the individual episodes that'll get your, you know, wet your appetite. This show is so amazing because it's everything that I am as a person. My wife and I have these discussions all the time where I'll, she'll go through and wonder about something. So I'll put it up and we'll start researching it. Yeah, it's a research show. And I'll destroy like, you know what I mean? These preconceptions about Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's something I've always done. And then I'm watching this guy and I'm like, oh, this is magical. There's a show that was made for me. (laughs) And so now I'm, I'm addicted. My wife and I sat down we watched like seven episodes last night. Very nice. Yeah. Adam Adam ruins everything. He has a pretty good one about uh, hospital fees. Oh my God. It's amazing. And it'll terrify you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Let's be terrified. Yeah. It's so good. Go watch Buried and then go watch Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of terif- That's terrification. That's <laughs> What do you got? Mine's a television show as well. We're all doing television shows. Nice. Mine's Is it terrifying? On- Not at all. Okay, good. It's on Discovery. The show's been around forever, but I just started re-watching it. I love Gold Rush. That show is so fun. I don't even know if I know that show. What? It's like a reality <laughs> show about... Gold like, Miners gold in the, miners. In the oh, Klondike. Cool. Yeah, in Alaska. You can watch it's- it on Hulu. Okay. Uh, it's... It's I did not so, know it was still on. Oh, it's still running. So now I'm kind of cool. I'm They're, excited. Yeah. Um, these guys, they work like 14-hour days, seven days a week. Because the season, because it's in the Klondike, it's so cold. Mm-hmm, There's yeah. only like a, a a small period when all that snow and ice thaws that they can go mine before the winter comes back around. And Well, that's probably why there's still gold there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these guys work so hard. But... Watching that show, you will get gold fever, and you're like, I, I, I gotta go up to the Klondike. I gotta go to the Klondike. Yeah. Uh, there's another show, which is the, a new one that Netflix just started called Aussie Gold Hunters about Australian gold mining. Interesting. And it's just as fascinating. I love it. Yeah. I got gold fever for TV. <laughs> That's, That's fantastic. That, that sounds really fun. I saw a special one time on street gold miners. Have you seen this? No. So, oh, with the cell phones? So in the in the streets of big cities, there's often like gold 
uh, like remnants and dust and those kind of things just in the sidewalks. Yeah. Uh, and so they will go like vacuum, like sidewalks, especially around jewelry stores, those kind of things. And then they'll put all that gold together and they'll actually make a living. What just, the just, heck? Yeah, just getting gold out of the sidewalks. There's, an, there's another one where, uh, yeah, it's a true. I, I want to see this show. What's it called? I didn't. It's not it a was, show. It, it was, was like a, a special. It was like a doc. It may That's, have been on a different show I'm or just something. Search but. for it. Though. There was another one where uh, people are going to landfills looking for old cell phones mm-hmm. because I guess there's like a conductor, yes. the gold conductors, and they're just scraping those gold conductors out, and they're you know it's so wild smelting that. And the sidewalk thing, by the way, it's not just gold. There's like diamonds and yeah. different things. And I'm going to search for this. That's my <laughs> that's my afternoon when I get done with clients today. I'm yeah. going to sit down with the kids wasn't and like, help me find it. Wasn't it in New York? Where I think it was yeah. in New York. Yeah, New York City is is yeah. where. So you saw the same one I did. Yeah, yeah. Where did we? Where did I see that? It was a doc. Remember. Was it on like a HBO? Doc I don't or, know. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but I, did I just see found it. it fascinating. So oh, great. You know what it was? Maybe it was one of those Spike TV documentaries. Those Spike docs. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, great comment in the chat since we all you know recommended a television show. The golden age it of is television. the golden age of television. Yeah. So there wah, you wah, go, wah, wah, Aaron. I think you would really like Gold Rush. I, you know what? I may have to check that out. So yeah. thanks for the recommend. Well, we did it, guys. Huzzahs! Podcasting has happened. Another podcast has been birthed into the world. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for Sif Pop today. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. By the way, if you follow Studio DNA there, you will get notifications when podcasts go live so you can listen. Huge thanks to today's guru, Sean from Geek Point. Oh, Hello. Where do you want to send people, Sean? Uh, yeah, come check us out at geekpointo.com. That's uh, geek, G-E-E-K-P-O-I-N-T zero.com. Um, we post a lot of content. We have a pretty active Twitter feed. Hundreds and hundreds of posts a day. I love following you on Twitter. I yeah. love following Geekpointo on Twitter. It's like all the articles I care about pop up in my, that's my good. feed. I'm glad to know that we're curating. Well. <laughs> you so, are curating very well. So, uh, Yeah, that's a great Twitter time. follow. Uh, Geekpointo. And that's G-E-E-K, spell out point, yes. and then zero dot com instead of the letter O. And then, all, of com. course, all the social medias. Don't so spell Facebook out dot. And, Just actually put a dot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then C-O-M. An actual Yes, exactly. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Quick reminder, every single dollar that comes in for the Studio DNA podcast network this month uh, is going straight back out the door to fight human sex trafficking in Cambodia. So if you want to start, it's at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can hit us up at SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Apple Music. Uh, you can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than making a bomb, sorry, an explosion with gummy bears. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be up next in your podcast feed, and we'll see you back next week with probably our TV awards finally. Woo! Woo! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.